all in here. Hey, hey. It's all in. Come on. Work with me now. It's all in the head. Yeah. It's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. <laughs> Get off of me. Hey, just easing the tension, baby. Just easing the tension. Well, ease it on someone else. Hi there again. This is the Rough Life Podcast. I am Norman Hall, and with me as always is Logan Glover. Logan, how you doing tonight, man? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I take it that's good, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I just uh, I just peppered one down the fairway. Oh, nice. Or, or you watched someone pepper one down the fairway, perhaps. Well, uh, well, it's good to hear that you're in good spirits. Uh, we've got kind of an exciting episode to talk about tonight. We uh, have had our first major of the year, and uh, it is the Agnes, brought to you by Daft Punk, I believe, is what we decided to name this one, and we've got some results. So for those of you who listened to our last episode, you know what it is that we're talking about. Now, Logan, why don't you explain what that means to maybe those who haven't heard a previous episode? Sure. So Agnes was the poker dealer. I'm just kidding. No, she really was. Uh, she was an old poker uh, blackjack dealer that we met in Vegas like 10 years ago, and we just love her. Uh, that's why we named it the Agnes. That's not the question you asked, but I wanted the people to know. Um, yeah, I think that's important. I'm glad you covered that. Yeah. So she's not just some woman. She's a special woman. Uh, she made us all marginally richer one night 10 years ago. And she filled uh, so our souls. Thank you, Agnes, for all you've done to improve my life. Yeah, um, wherever you are. God, God bless whether you. Whether it's here on this mortal coil yeah. or whether she's passed on to the hereafter. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everyone what it is that we do and so, yeah. what the stakes are for this particular major, because I think that's important that people understand that there's gravity to what it is that we're talking about. And we're not just doing this for fun. Yeah, yeah. So we are diehard fans of the Chase and Scratch podcast with Mike and Eli. And because of the brilliance of their show, we started about a year ago playing in what they lovingly call majors. And four times a year, we play 36 holes and we have high stakes uh, punishments or perks uh, to the uh, to the loser or the winner as it as it needs to be. Uh, and last year we we split. So he Norman won uh, major one and three. Correct. And I won major two and four. So this is uh, major five, uh, number one of, of year two. Uh, Norman tends to do well in the odds. So it I mean, seems that way. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for a good result here this year at all the odds. If you, uh, yeah, if you are a betting man, I'd probably bet uh, <laughs> on the evens, but you know, I mean, that's just, you know, it's only one year, so we'll see. Um, so for this particular uh, a tournament, we had a few stakes. Uh, one of the stakes was that the, the loser must take the winner to a steak dinner at a restaurant that is no worse than Outback Steakhouse. That sounds wonderful to me. We immediately vetoed Applebee's and Chili's it must be no worse than no Outback. worse than Outback Steakhouse. No rules. I've never had Australian food. I hope it's good. No rules, just right. Exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, did you ever see that Steve Carell? Uh, where are you going to take your family tonight? And he's going to take it to Outback Steakhouse. No, I haven't. I it's haven't. like the, it's like LeBron's decision. <laughs> and he, and the whole the whole interview is about where he's going to take his family to dinner. If you haven't seen that, you should YouTube it because it's tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah, send me a link. I'm curious to see that. Why don't we put that on our uh, Twitter feed? We do have yeah, a we Twitter can, we feed can tweet now. That. It is at the Rough Life Pod, so that's where you can find us at the Rough Life Pod. Yeah, go you follow. Share that. Go follow us on the Bird app, and uh, we would love to chat with you there. Uh, so anyway, so, so the stakes were one of the stakes. Also, the loser of this tournament has to wear a full face shield polarized pair of sunglasses from Amazon uh, on the first tee of the next casual round, as well as all the par threes. Yep. Yep. And uh, that is, that, that's quite the punishment here. That thing looks miserable. It's uh, yeah, That's the reason why this major is sponsored by Daft Punk, because it looks like a Daft Punk helmet. And right. it is, uh, it looks sweaty. And something like every breath is going to fog it up, if I had to guess. So. And it's uh, it's shockingly only $14. So, so you know it's quality. You know, it's got to be. I think the guys at Oakley went to work on making it. But They've got uh, to. we're pretty excited about uh, about this major and, and what it could mean. We also have a commemorative coin that we pass back and forth. So whoever wins 
the the major gets to keep the commemorative coin we had custom made one half says prestige worldwide has that logo on it the other half says investors possibly you exactly uh, and so, i'll say that when you don't have possession of this coin like it it's it like yeah like because the other person tends to use it and you see it and you want it and uh, it's kind of like um maybe like the one ring and lord of the rings like you see it and you just gotta have it so yeah. um you know the, the rest of the stuff's great but getting possession of the ball marker is a really big deal too so, so that know, was logan's great idea so kudos logan yeah it was a, it was a expensive coin but money well spent i, I would say exactly uh, and so I'll, I'll go ahead and say this uh we've we've talked about how to tell this story and 36 holes shot by shot takes a very long time so we're going to try to tell you this story kind of like as as if we were telling a a, a quick story to a group of kids at a fifth grade you know assembly uh, we're going to try to give it to you in like more narrative uh version so i hope that you hope that you like that style and uh if you have questions after the pod feel free to hit us up on twitter yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to take the, the first little bit here and talk about this. We played the first 18 holes at a course near my house, Early Wine Golf Course. Uh, both Logan and I live in a greater Oklahoma City area. Uh, this is kind of a home game for me. It's the course that's closest to me. We played on the Lakes course, which is the south course. A lot of water there. Logan, you're not a fan of this course. Uh, you make that very clear every time we play it. Well, yeah, it's poopy. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's what people need to know. Hey, there's water on like every hole on the front nine, I think, and uh, quite a few on the back. So there's uh If the Lakes course was an office character, it would be a tie between Toby and Nelly. Yeah, wow. Wow. That's uh so. that's pretty pretty harsh. Okay, so we get started on this. Um Neither of us got a, a much of a warm up. I hadn't been putting very well, so I went straight to the putting green and did not hit a single shot uh, on the driving range. And you didn't even do that. I think you got three putts in on the putting green. First hole, neither of us played very well, um, but you played a little less poorly. My double to your bogey, you are one up right out of the shoot. I don't want to, uh, to disagree with you on all uh, turns here, but... I played that hole pretty well, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It could have been a little bit better. You were about one step from uh, your ball being on the green really nicely in two and making a nice two for par. I just want the I just want the listeners to know that I hit the fairway. I was about one yard short of a beautiful approach shot that hit the bunker. I got out and I uh, and I made the the two putt. You know, well, so, I didn't do you any favors by missing the fairway, missing the green, and having a bad chip. So I kind of shot myself in the foot on the first hole. Um, and I, yeah, so I was down one, uh, the next three holes, we split those holes. One of them, you used an advantage just for those who might not be aware. I give you a few strokes. When we play, you get three strokes on the front, two on the back, and you have your choice of when you want to use those. You used one on the par five fourth. I played that hole really, really well, made a really nice par. In fact, I almost jarred it from the fairway for an eagle. Uh, ball rolled right across the front of the cup. Um, uh, my brother-in-law, Logan's my brother-in-law, but my other brother-in-law, Greg, was riding with me, and he was more excited by that shot than I was. But you uh, used an advantage. Well, I'm kind of making a sloppy bogey, but that advantage allowed you to have that hole. So through four holes, I am down one. Yeah, and then uh, we get to hole five, which I lovingly call the charge. <laughs> that doesn't sound good for me. And it's a par three, and uh, I I make an easy two-putt par. I had about 15 feet for birdie, barely miss it, tap in for par. And you had a, uh, a pretty weak chip, if I recall, and you ended up two-putting for bogey. So I'm two up. After I almost par. made a really long putt for par there, but I, I left it in the jaws. So, um, so yeah, you want to take that hole from me too. And then we go to six and I'm feeling good. So I use another advantage. So I'm two up. It's a par five. And, uh, and I drain a putt from off the green for a natural par advantage birdie. And uh, you have a rough drive, a couple of uh, chips uh, and you two putt for a bogey. 
And, you know, you thought you had a chance on that hole, but then I'd go Drano from about 40 feet. Uh, yeah, it was a long play. Well, you left the ball in the bunker, too. Like, you hit the ball in your – I well, think you hit your second shot into the bunker, and then it took you two to get out of the bunker because you were right up against the face. You you felt like you needed to bring that up, did you? Yeah, I did. Because I honestly thought I was going to win that hole when you left it in the bunker. And yeah. then you drained that putt and just crushed my spirit. So, through six holes, I'm down three. Right. And we go to hole seven. And mind you, I call this the charge. Um, so this is another advantage. I've just decided I'm going to try to see how big I can swell this lead. Uh, so I'm up three, hole seven. I use an advantage. And uh, I, I play this hole terribly, uh, to, to, to say the least, okay? Um, it was not good. I did what is very challenging in the sport of golf which is to take your driver and have it also be a 60 degree sandwich <laughs> and i pop one up to the moon i end up doubling the hole but much to my uh joy and and just overall happiness you shank one into the water left off the yep. tee and then you have to take a drop and then you're short on the chip and you have to chip and you two putt and we have uh we have the hole at double but because of my advantage i win the hole so well, I, once you hit that kind of uh, sky high drive, I'm like, I'm really going to take advantage of this. Right. So I tried to cut the corner, and I didn't. Um, there's a real sharp grade that goes down to the pond, and I just didn't get it far enough up that grade, and it just it had to have rolled down. I I looked for it for a while, and yeah, that was just an ugly hole. I am down four after seven, and I am I'm in a dark place because. Being down four that fast, my old friend. Yeah, it's it's it was rough, and I am I'm hot. Now I'm trying to like keep my composure so that you don't see that I'm hot, but I'm kind of in. I'm angry, but I'm also in this mode like something needs to change, or this. Is, I mean, it's already out of hand. Like four holes is a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially this fast. If I if I continue to lose every other hole, <laughs> this thing's going to be over really quick. We, um, you were in danger of like being dubbed on the on the tenth tee. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I I, I do want to just say uh, that I have this this <clears throat> tendency where when I use an advantage, I get cocky or or nervous. I don't know which. Um, you know because when you have an advantage on a, on a hole like this and you, you hit a good tee shot, it feels like you're teeing off from 150 out. Right. So it just yeah. feels like a colossal advantage. And what I typically do is I hit a terrible drive on those holes. And so then I'm just basically playing you kind of straight up again. And that sucks. Yeah, so that's true. I got to get that figured out. So I'm down four. Uh, we had to number eight, which is another par three. Uh, you want up hitting the ball into the pond. And for me, uh, I went managed to win that hole pretty easily after you make a double. Um, and so I, I get one back. So I'm down three, headed into number nine. Um, we actually got into a little bit of an argument in the ninth fairway here uh, about whose ball was further away. We both hit good drives. And I was arguing that you were out. You were arguing that I was out. Uh, we wanted to be using the laser to determine. And I was correct. Uh, you were one yard further away than I was. And for whatever reason that I, I wouldn't say that this is gamesmanship on my part or anything like that, or it was gamesmanship on your part, but we, <laughs> we kind of used that to needle the other one a little bit. And uh, after I won the, the argument of who was closer, uh, you hit a bad shot and I managed to win hole nine too. So after oh. being up four, I make the turn down two holes. I'll be after you were up four, I wound up cutting that lead in half to only two at the turn. Uh, are we in the trust tree in the nest? We are in the trust tree. I was so pissed at you. <laughs> I, I don't even know why. It felt to me like laser notwithstanding that common sense says that I was closer than you. Um, I disagree, but the, the, you're allowed to have your opinion. When you are standing in the fairway, and you turn 90 degrees to look across the fairway and your ball is behind my ball. I don't care what the laser says. Okay. It's not that complicated. I could have laid a string across the fairway and yours would have been about 12 inches behind my ball. It was close. So we're we're it, talking a foot here. Okay. It was, it was close, obviously, 
but I think that it's ridiculous that we were even having the laser conversation. Well, so, to again. be fair, I, I, I had lost the hole before. I was, I was pissed about that. And I, I was very, very frustrated with your ticky tackness. And it, it, it really got under my skin. Yeah, because it worked. Because uh, I went two holes in a row. We can make the turn. Number 10 is a par three. And you wind up hitting the ball into the water uh, there and make another ugly double. So there's a lot of water uh, on this uh, course, as we talked about. And you wind up finding water on two par threes in a row. I wind up winning that hole really easily. Uh, move on to number 11. Um, you wind up in the trees on this hole. Uh, I wind up hitting a really great shot into the fairway, make a really easy par to win that hole as well. And we are all square, my friend. So your four hole lead that you had on seven dried up in the next four holes. And I see that there is a lot of, uh, a lot of steam building up uh, underneath uh, Logan's ball cap. Yeah, that that would be an understatement. Um, <laughs> so on 11, I I hit a, a tee ball into the trees and my rescue goes into the opposite trees and I make a double and it I mean at this point you've got to realize I have literally lost more five straight holes. And I I was having a mental breakdown. Yep, no doubt. The incident no doubt. on the nine fairway was the catalyst for my frustration, but losing the holes pushed me over the mental edge. Yep, exactly. Because we moved to number 12. Number 12 is a little par three, and you shank a one. Like, yep. I mean, it's it's in your head. And I'm not trying to, like, revel in the bad that happens. There's no schadenfreude going on here. Even though we are in competition, but you like, know I don't speak are, Spanish in English, please. <laughs> you are like you go over and you like shake the cart. You are so angry. <laughs> I, I picked like, the cart up. Wheels off. have fallen off. No, I picked the wheels up off the ground. Like yeah, I lifted yeah. that cart off the ground. I was pissed. Um, I was very frustrated. And frankly, like it's not a hard hole. This no. par three is like a hundred and thirty yards. And there's nothing really to it. There's a little creek 15 feet in front of the tee box, which is where my first one went. And I was just so disgusted with my unclutchness. I completely choke this, this opportunity away. Like had I just put my foot on your throat and gone up five or six, it's really hard to come back from that on the back. No doubt. No and, doubt. and I've got advantages coming. And I mean, if I had just played bogey golf the rest of the way, I probably, you know, keep you at arm's length yeah but no doubt no i doubt. blew up so many times in a row yeah you go on like a double train there like it just you can't hit good shots like your irons kind of betray you your driver betrays you and i capitalized uh on hole 13 we split that you kind of get back right there uh neither of us play that hole exceptionally well we both make bogeys uh but that's kind of a, a tricky hole and we both make bogeys there um Move on to the next hole, a par three. I'm one up at this point. Uh, I make a really nice par on this hole, and you wind up three putting. And so I win this hole as well, and I am now two up through 14 holes. So after seven holes, you were four up. Over the next seven holes, I win six of them. I am now two up. So it's quite the swing yeah. uh, for each, uh, each little block of seven holes there. And I, I just want to I just want to say King Midas doesn't three putt. And I can't believe that I three putted that hole. Uh, that hole gives me nightmares. I think about that three putt all the time. Well, I mean, you had a really long one, and then you blow it past past the hole and you miss the comebacker. And the 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 pin was in the back left corner, kind of fades away from you a little bit. And it's easy to get it by there. Um, so, I mean, all three putts are bad, but that one's somewhat understandable, I guess. But you, you, you tend not to three putt. You generally putt really well. You've been putting very well. And that was kind of atypical. So well, I made a really nice putt for par. I win that I, hole pretty easily. I want to speak to that just for a quick second. Every golfer knows that feeling when you're, you're, you're competing, you know, maybe you're playing for a couple bucks, a hole or whatever, and 
your your putt doesn't go in and it just feels like your opponent always goes drain it like you make a a really nice par putt there and it wasn't like a six footer it was like a 15 footer and you you pour it in and here i am putting all over this green and those are moments that are like mentally they're hurdles in a round sure Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't been a very good putter for this year. Like I've, my lag putting has been off awful, but I've made clutch putts when I've needed to in many instances. And I try to forget about the times I don't, but there've been times where I've made some really, really killer putts uh, when I really needed it. And uh, it's, that's a good arrow to have in your quiver, I guess, when you have confidence, you feel like, Hey, this is a putt I can make. Now you put me 50 feet away from the hole. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to stop it 10 foot short or run a 10 foot by, <laughs> which, which is uh, kind of scary, but you get me inside 20 feet and I feel like I actually have a run at it. So um, that, that's a good, good place to be from a mental perspective. I want to, I want to tell you that the last four holes of this round are as they've come to be known the roller coaster. <laughs> so I go into 15 down two. I use one of my advantages. I, I have two on the back. I use them on both the par fives. Uh, that's pretty typically a strategy because I, I think, I think that hitting driver and three wooden hybrid is one of the strengths of my game. So if I can, you know, use an advantage on those holes, I can really make up some yards. Right. Uh, so Norm hits a, a fine drive on this 15th, but he has a terrible three wood, which kind of became a theme of this round. Yeah. And uh, he ends up making a nice par. He recovers um, a little punch out, whatever. Um, but I make an easy traditional par and I had the advantage. So I win the hole. So now I'm down one going into 16, 16 is a par four. Uh, Norm drives a little left of the fairway off the cart path. His punch catches a tree limb to be short of the green and uh, he has a beautiful chip to six feet and the dummy makes it i do yeah again a clutch putt clutch a clutch putt sorry uh when i really needed one there um i i didn't you didn't think i was gonna make it and i stood over there putting i'm like i'm gonna make this putt and i did i needed that one so i wound up winning that hole i'm back two up right there for that hole for me i had a good drive my approach goes a little wayward, misses the green. I have to chip, and then I two-putt for bogey. Um, so now I'm down two. Then we go to the, par, the next par five, which is on 17, right? right. Um, and I, once again, make a nice par, which is a net birdie with my advantage. And here's where things get a little interesting. Um, Norm hits a great drive, another bad three-wood, and he hits that one into the water. I do. And because I'm playing the hole so well, he just concedes the hole. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, Sometimes you just know that you're beat. Well, I want up hitting, I want up being long of the green in five. And I think you are on the green laying three, if I remember. And I'm like this. Yeah. Just give up, bro. <laughs> Let's I'm, move on to the next I'm, hole. I'm laying three net two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So I've got essentially an eagle putt and you are, you know, going to scramble for double. So, right. um, so I go, I'm now I'm down one again and we go into 18 and mentally, I just tell myself in between 17 and 18. Okay. I need, if I can get to even par all of the craziness, you know, if I can square, back this, to match, all square you I can square this match back up. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. The, the round was insane, right? I had a four stroke lead. You had a three stroke lead. We've gone back and forth on the roller coaster. But the course, which is a Toby Nelly son of a gun, this whole <laughs> sucks so bad. Please tell them why this hole sucks. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, this hole's uh, this hole is a par four, but there's water, um, and the green kind of I mean, the the fairway goes down towards the creek, and you can hit the ball too far uh, on this hole, and so. I don't know. It's, it's kind of whole, like, I think sometimes maybe I can hit driver on it, but I worry about it going into the water. I haven't been hitting my three wood very well. So I consider that, but like, that's probably a bad choice. I do decide to hit a kind of sawed off driver on this hole. And it was just a bad idea and really poor execution. I, I hit a terrible drive. You hit basically the same poor drive on this hole. 
Um, so we both are, <laughs> we both basically bunted the ball down the fairway and the hole goes down to the Creek and then it goes back up to the green. And we're kind of in a scenario like, you know, we could attempt to get over the green from over the Creek from where we are, but that brings the Creek into play. If we don't get it high enough up on the Hill, it can roll back. So we both decide to lay up short of the Creek um, and basically play from there for bogey is basically what I'm thinking. Um, I don't do that very well either and wind up in a spot of bother as uh, they would say on the CBS, <laughs> CBS telecast. I wind up in this kind of bad spot over to the right, um, kind of a tree that's in my way. And, and I, th- I have a, I have a shot at the green, but it's not very realistic. I really need to, the ball to fade quite a bit. And I'm trying, I just simply try to do too much with it. Hit a bad shot that winds up going into a tree uh, that is short and left of the green. And uh, I'm playing my fourth shot from basically inside of a tree, like down mm-hmm. on leaves and rack and all this kinds of stuff. There's all this junk there. And that's where I'm playing from. You have done the same thing and hit the ball into the water. So you yourself are approaching still from the other side of the green with your fourth shot. So you are in the tapestry of the forest. I'm in the tapestry of the forest. And like I, I have to go in and like confirm that this is my ball. And somehow I have enough room to kind of squat and do this like crazy um crazy stance almost like a frog kind of where i get my 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 behind down real low swing really really flat and i'm just trying to get the ball sweet cherry i'm trying to get the ball out of there and oddly enough i managed to hit a really great shot considering the circumstances and the ball rolls up just short of the green um i don't know how i how i did it if you gave me 20 more balls from there None of them are going to be inside this one. Uh, I really hit a kind of a miracle shot there. Um, I wound up chipping and making the putt, kind of a long putt for a double. And honestly, I I expect this to be a half uh, when I make my double. What happens with yours? Let me just, uh, I wrote a little song about this hole. Are you ready? Yeah. It goes something like this. Flop, shank, 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 putt, 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 triple. (laughs) um so you know the math doesn't add up but just enjoy the limerick um yeah you wind up making a triple and this hole is just ugly 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 for both of us here's the thing okay i just want to vent for a second the lakes course sucks and let me tell you why because there are six tee shots on this core on this freaking course where you can't hit driver yeah you have to go hey do you want to land something 210 Okay, well, you better because if you hit it too far left, you're in the right. native grasses, and if you hit it too far, you're wet, and if you hit it too far right, you're in the native. Like right. the, the and that's bad there. for you because the driver is such a such of a strength of your game. You generally hit the ball well off the tee, so it's kind of taking one of your strengths out of your hands. So, I mean, I'm okay playing this this course. I don't mind it, but I know it frustrates you to no end. So. After we after we wrap up this 18 holes, I am back two up. Uh, Logan was trying to get it to square. <laughs> Miraculously, my double is good enough on the 18th hole, and I am two up. And you are not in a you're not in a good place. You are pretty uh, pretty upset about that. You did win all the all almost every hole you used an advantage on. You won, uh, so your strategy there worked out really well. It was the par fives. You won four of those. Um, but still I was able to overcome those and I was two up going into the next round. So we finish the, uh, the major at, uh, Lincoln park, uh, which is, uh, on the other side of town and, uh, what we play the East course East. Yep. Yeah. We play Lincoln East. It's a, it's a, it's probably one of my favorite, uh, complexes in the Metro. It's, it's a really good Muni. Um, so if you're in town, I recommend that one. Um, but Norm, tell us, tell us about this, this first four hole stretch. Okay. Um, Tell us, tell us the beautiful story. (laughs) There is a good story there. We decide that we are going to play this. We played our, our round at early wine on a Saturday. 
and the weather is not going to cooperate with us for the entire week. And we look and realize that there's a little window on Tuesday that if we go after work, it's probably the only day it's not going to rain. So we agree that we're going to go there after work and we want to be getting a tea time for 520 uh, in the evening. And the plan is considering that it gets dark at about 820, we have three hours to get in 18 holes, which is may or may not be doable. So and, that's our plan. And wouldn't you know it, it's busy. Yeah, it's busy. Yep. And we think it's just going to be the two of us. And we get on the first tee box. There are three guys in front of us. Two of them are walking. One of them is riding. And we realize that we are going to be in for a long round. Um, So we wind up being paired, though, with uh, another couple. Uh, And I say couple because it's uh, a guy and a gal, and they are newlyweds. Uh, Ethan and Grace, they wind up playing with us. (laughs) So uh, shout out to um, shout out to Ethan and Grace. Uh, if you happen to be listening to uh, to the pod, welcome aboard. Uh, we certainly had a good time playing with you guys. But uh, they wanted playing with us, and we really had a fun time. Uh, Grace read a book. Ethan played pretty good golf, and uh, it wanted to be a good time. The first four holes, neither of us played very well. We came literally whoa, right from whoa. the office. You're not even going to mention that it's Ethan's birthday? Oh, that's true. It was Ethan's birthday. I wound up asking. I was going to bring that up later. Um, I asked Ethan. Ethan, how do you get your wife to show up with you to the golf course? And he says, it's my birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, then that makes sense. Uh, I've been married for 18 years. My wife's gone to the golf course with me exactly once uh, in that time. So, um, so uh, Ethan, I hope you enjoyed the one time Grace is going to go to the golf course with you. <laughs> um, so anyway, we played the first four holes and we are just, we're trying to figure things out. Uh, again, we didn't have a lot of time for practice. Uh, we have the first four, four holes. It's, you know, have, have, have. I'm still two up through four holes. Uh, on the fifth hole, which is a long par four, I wind up making a really good par here and uh, make a long putt. Again, kind of a theme here. I make a putt when I need it. I make a pretty long putt. I make about a, uh, about a 16-footer probably there to take that hole from you. And now I am three up. Um, now, there's a funny old story to be told here, too, though. Um, while we we're standing in the fairway of the fifth hole, Logan tells me that Ethan asks him if I was his father. Like, <laughs> so, Logan, who you is uh, Norman your dad? <laughs> so, uh, naturally, I'm hurt. Logan is younger than me. But I'm not old enough to be his father. <laughs> Maybe in some countries, but not this one. Um, so, yeah, that that uh, kind of made me feel uh, old and decrepit. Of so. course, of course, I tell Ethan, nah, he's my grandpa. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I correct Ethan. I think he feels a little bit bad. He, uh, I know he does. He apologized more than once, but we wanted him having some fun with it. Uh, I kept telling Logan, like, hey, we're going to go get ice cream after this, son. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, just got to have a little bit of fun at Ethan's expense. And, I got uh, to say some things like, thanks for teaching me this great game, Dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love you, Dad. Uh, you know, just I love getting to spend these these beautiful evenings together. You know, all there it was endless content uh, to, yeah. to give him some good natured ribbing. Yeah, exactly. So I win, uh, I win the fifth hole with a really good par. Uh, I'm three up. Logan wins the next hole uh, with a really good bunker shot uh, there and cuts the lead back to two. But I win the next hole, and then Logan wins the next hole. So we're kind of in like this back and forth thing for a little while where I win, he wins, I win, he wins. Uh, through eight, I am two up. We called that section the seesaw. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like, I would win a hole. He'd win a hole. I'd win a hole. He'd win a hole. So uh, really good drama there. But I managed to keep a two up lead going to the ninth hole. The ninth hole is a part three there. And uh, I'd never played this hole well. And I, I, I think I let it get in my mind that I don't play that hole well and wind up making a double by three putting. Uh, once I had a really lousy chip, so I just kind of a combination of bad shots there. Logan makes a bogey and takes that hole pretty easily. Uh, I even considered conceding that hole at one point. It was, it was that ugly. Yeah. So I, I end up one down, um, after the front nine. So I've made a little bit of ground back up and the back nine 
listeners, I need you to, to know if you're driving, you should pull the car over. If you are sitting, you should lay down. If you're laying down, you should stand. Um, this next back nine, the final nine of this major is spicy. Okay. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to this. If you're pregnant, if you're thinking about becoming pregnant, this is too hot to handle. If you have a history of back or neck trouble, yeah. you should not listen to the podcast. Oh my gosh. So many you disclaimers. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. If you, if you've enjoyed the first 27 holes, well, guess what? This last nine is, is something else. Yeah, it, it gets a little crazy. And All right, call, so Logan, why don't you tell them about uh, hole 10? We call this back nine the race against the darkness. <laughs> That's exactly right. So we you get know. on the 10th tee, right? And uh, I'm down one, and, um, and I just hit a beautiful tee shot on the par 3 10th. And easy two putt, I, uh, I make a par and norm goes wayward into the trees and when i say wayward i i should have taken a picture i need to have a, a, a my phone on me at all times during these rounds he is so deep into the trees that it's like he'd be better off grabbing the ball and throwing it i had to check myself for ticks <laughs> that's how bad it was i was way yeah i you're on the green and i've hit three like i climb into the trees to hit out uh, again, it's another one of those kind of crouching shots where, you know, low and I don't, it's just bad. Uh, I tell you, I tell you, just pick it up. Let's go. There's no point in even trying. Like, I had 50 feet for birdie and I was like, yeah, he's done. <laughs> like, yeah. like I went to help you find your ball, but I knew that that it was pointless. Yeah. I found it, but it was, yeah, just not redeemable. Uh, the 11th hole, um, I make a par, I get back, uh, kind of get back right. You make a bogey, and here we are again, kind of swapping holes. He wins one, I win one, so I'm back to one up. Um, we, we start having conversations about this point where we're like, I don't know how many more holes we're going to get in. Right. And right. we start, we come to an agreement about this time, and we say, hey, when one of us says, hey, it's too dark to play, that's the end. Right. And so – I start thinking like, okay, I don't know how many holes are left. So on the 12th tee, I say, I'm going to go ahead and use an advantage. I'm, I'm hoping if I get a, a one-up lead, maybe the darkness will help me secure the victory. Yeah, you have two advantages to use, and you don't – normally your strategy is to use them on the par fives, but, but I wasn't sure we were going to – like, We may not make it to both par fives. Right. So I went ahead and used one. It, the, the 12th is a shorter par four, and I felt like, hey, if I hit a good drive here – you know, he'll have a hard time catching up. Um, instead, I do what I always do whenever I use an advantage and I use the flop driver, which again is a skill that not a lot of other golfers have. Um, but if you can take a drive and hit it 120 yards into the air and also have it land 120 yards from the tee box, I think that's a skill. Um, yeah, it really not, is. Not everyone will agree, but you know what? That's fine. Um, you need to find a way to monetize this. Uh, I don't know exactly how what that would look like, but I'll, I'll call it, the folks at Warrior. I bet they'll they'll help me. Yeah, you, um, yeah. I wound up taking this hole uh, by virtue of a of a bogey because you just kind of make a mess of it. Bad drive. You wound up making a bad chip when you really still had a chance to save the hole. Um, uh, uh, because of the advantage, though, we wound up having it. Um, so it remains one up. Um, the 13th hole, I, I three putt, I'm, I'm a long way from the long way from the pin, leave myself a really bad, uh, lag putt. Don't make the, the hole, the putt. This is one of the instances where I needed to make a putt and I don't, you make a really good par and you wind up winning this hole. So it's kind of, again, I win, you win, I win, you win, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, we're kind of going back and forth. We're back all square again. Yep. So we go to the 14th tee and uh, well, frankly, you play this hole um, annoyingly well. Uh, you, <laughs> you hit a good drive. Your wedge approach shot is, is, uh, is not the best. Um, and then you end up with a chip that is also not the best. I kind of skull it. But golf is one of those annoying games where you can hit two bad shots and one great shot and it, it, and it turns into a good hole and you make a glorious par, uh, big, long putt. 
kind of big break. Kind of a downhill break. slider, yeah. It was it was beautiful. Um, I have a five footer to have the hole, and I choke and I yep. push it. Uh, and I knew as soon as I hit it, you know, I did the Jordan Spieth insta walk where I hit as soon as it leaves the face of the putter, I'm going to pick it up. Yeah, I'm so you know that, yeah, yeah, I hate that. It's kind of the opposite of the Kevin Nah, like, yeah, I'm gonna walk this one in. It's like, I'm gonna walk with this one as it as it meanders away from the hole. No. We move on to the par five 15th. There is not a single good shot hit by me on this entire hole. I hit a bad drive. I hit, I'm in the trees. I try to recover. Uh, I don't. I hit a bad uh, layup shot because I have to lay up with my third. Um, this is another hole where I just tell Logan, like the sunlight is more valuable than me trying to eke out this win here, which is very, very unlikely. So I just say, hey, pick it up. But <laughs> I wind up just kind of swatting at the ball towards the hole from about 35 feet. And I actually sink the putt. Um just kind of goofing around. So the one long putt, really long putt I was going to make on the day, I made when it didn't matter. Um, you wind up winning. I, I think you actually make a natural birdie uh, on this hole. So I was out of this hole in the fairway, basically. Yep. So we go back to all square and we're on 16. And when I tell you guys that it's dark, I mean, it's freaking dark. Like you're at the point where you can barely see the fairways. And yep we've kind of decided like, Hey, it's too dark to finish, but we we're going to finish. So we, we kind of just, we kind of just agree. Like we're, we're in that spot where like the sun is down below the tree line. And so I mean, the sun still hasn't technically set, but if you've got any trees between you and the sun, it's really, really hard to like to, to tell what's going on. As they would say on TV broadcasts, like you really don't understand how dark it is out here. That's kind of, that's kind of where we were. Um, I had a really bad previous hole. It's all square. The, this last hole, I'm in the mentality of every hole could be the last hole. So I need to win this hole. Um, and on 16, I hit terrible drive into the trees i shank my wedge um i i, I just <laughs> i wind up on the green and i've got a pretty long putt like a 20 footer for double after hitting a bad drive a bad recovery shot and a really poor wedge so i have this long putt for double and honestly i consider just saying let's pick it up but when you hit your second shot from the fairway into the green, it goes long and skitters through the green and the boundary of the golf course is behind that green. And I say to myself, he may have just hit the ball through the green and out of bounds. And if that's the case, I can still win this hole. Um, so rather than saying, Hey, pick it up. If you'd hit anything short of the green or on the green, I just said, pick it up. This hole's over with. Um, but because you don't, I wind up finishing out the hole. I make the putt for double. And I actually think, you know, I may, I may have this hole because you're in such a bad spot back there. What happens with you when you get back there against the fence? So this is a classic tale of not using proper course management strategy for this type of, of competition. So I have like 115 in. And I think to myself, I'm going to just stuff this and it's going to be over. And instead I hit it a little thin. And like you said, it goes deep and I, I end up kind of short-sighted and I'm in a pretty crappy piece of land. So my lie sucks. It's mostly like mud and dirt. There's not very much grass. And for some reason I decide to get my 60 degree out and I'm like, I'm just going to flop a, a shot onto the front of, of the green here. And and then I will have, you know, three putts to win. And instead, because of the lie and the stupid club choice, I hit it about three and a half feet. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, okay, I'm mad, but I'm like, it's fine. I still have a big advantage here. So I go back into my bag and I get my nine iron out. And I say, hey, just bump and run one within 20 feet of this hole. And you'll, you'll be able to two putt to have put one putt to win you know it, it, just give yourself a, a shot at it and um and this is still only my fourth shot right and so 
I hit the bump and oh, does it run? And I end up with about 50 feet um, for bogey. And I, I hit the bogey putt. I leave it about 12 feet short and I hit the, the double putt and I hit it about seven feet long. Yep. And so I've got a, a seven footer coming back for triple and you've got about a 15 footer maybe or less for double and you make it. I make and you miss. Yeah. So I wound up winning this hole with a double win. I did not hit a good shot except for my putt for six. So I, that's, I, I need the listeners to, to try to understand here. Your first three shots were truly horrible. They looked like somebody who had just taken up the game. Correct. <laughs> bad yeah, they, drive. They, they bad were nine, iron, 90, bad degree, wedge. 90 degree shanks, hitting balls off of trees. Like he gave me every chance in the world to, to take this hole. And I'm not going to make excuses here, but I, I, I think like with the conditions, like how dark it was, I think I was having a hard time. Like, like visually like seeing the ball i i'm i'm we're in the we're in the trust tree here i wear bifocals and so i'm i'm gonna say that i have no line bifocals that i wear and i think that that was messing with my head so when we go to the 17th hole after winning that last hole you think my confidence would be sky high you would be wrong i literally have no idea what's going to happen when i hit my next shot I don't know because I just I flat out shanked a wedge. Yeah, we this is a 130 yard par three down the hill. Right. It's a pretty easy hole, couple bunkers short, but it's not a hard hole. And Norm hits truly another like 45 degree off the tee shank. Yeah, yeah, just a, a shank. It almost went into grass that's like knee high. It stops just short of. If it had gone to that knee high grass, I'd have lost this hole. Uh, I would probably would have just picked up right then and there. So my ball is just short of that. I've got to get over the bunker. I, I hit a bad wedge. Like I'm just focused on making like solid contact here. I hit a bad wedge, uh, come up short, get up over the green. You are on the green, uh, putting for birdie. Right. And you wind up, you just kind of bunning it up there. Cause I make a, an ugly double. Your bogey is good enough. We are back all square. And it is the 18th hole, and it is so dark that we can't, you can't determine where the fairway is in front of us on this course. And this is a course you've played before, you're familiar with. You're like, I don't know where I'm going. You actually asked me, and I have to point out to you that tree there is the corner of the fairway, and we need to bend around that. And, And we talk about it, and we say, like, are we willing to end this in a draw? Because it is unplayable. Like these conditions are are unplayable. And we say, we have to do it for the podcast. We have to, we have to do it for the, we do it. We're doing this for you listeners. So you're welcome. We go, we go ahead and tee up. Um, so I had just won 17. So I have to go first. And uh, I just thin one. My, my cut doesn't cut. And I just go straight down the tree line and I'm like, well, I may never see that ball. ever." <laughs> yeah. Once you hit it, I was fairly certain we would not find it because there's trees all down through there. I didn't hear like solid contact, like it hitting a tree hard or anything, but you know, we're just, it's one of those things we're going to drive in that direction and just hope that we happen to drive right up on it. I am standing over on the tee box. I have hit my last four full swings have been terrible. And I tell myself, I need to hit a good shot here. I just need to get it in the fairway. You're left in the trees. That's a problem. If I have something in the fairway down far enough to where I've got a good look at the green and this dog leg left, that's all I'm trying to do. And I managed to hit a good drive. So whatever it is, I kind of recover from it. I hit a good drive. I'm in the fairway. We drive towards your ball and we manage to, <laughs> I think dumb luck, we drive right up on top of it and we manage to find it pretty easily, but you are in jail. Yeah. So I've got about 150 in, but it's not a dense tree line, but there's just a bunch of trees. Like there's lots of windows, but it's everything about it is terrifying. And so I pull out my hybrid and I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to try to punch one and see if I can slip through one of these windows and get it to roll up on the green. And it's almost like a shot where you, you kind of feel like you have to get lucky to get out of there. Yep. For sure. Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah. And the lie is terrible. Like it's, there's no grass. So I'm hitting off of like a hard pan and I hit a pretty good shot and the last tree in the, in the row knocks it down. 
Yeah. And so I'm out of jail ish, but now I've got 50 yards short of the green and I can't go upstairs because of overhanging tree limbs. Sure. So then I pull out the eight iron and I have to punch again. And I, I had a pretty good shot, I think. Yeah, you did. Um, you I got it up having, on the green nicely and gave yourself a butt at it. I had about 30 feet for par. Um, yep. What did you do in the fairway? I was in the fairway, and I had about 110 yards um, to the pin. And, again, the last the last few wedges that I'd hit had been really, really poor. And so my entire mentality was about – okay, come through this ball with the square club face, come through it with a square square club face. That's all I'm focused on. And so I stand over it, kind of get a feel for it, take a few practice swings, like, all right, those feel okay. I think maybe this is doable, but um, <laughs> my pulse, like I can feel it in my neck. Like it's, it's really intense. Um, I need to hit a good shot here. I know probably the best you're looking at is bogey. Uh, unless you make like a really long putt in the dark, uh, the best you'd be looking at is bogey. And there's a possible possibility you might make double if you three putt from there, which I guess considering the conditions is possible. But I tell myself, if I can hit the ball on the green, I win this thing. So that's my focus. And I hit a really good wedge that I think is right at the pin. It winds up being about 20 or 25 feet short of the pin, but I'm on the green. I hit a good wedge. And two putts will win it for me. And what do you say in the fairway? What's that? What did you tell me in the fairway? Uh, I told you that I once I hit my shot, I said, I think I just hit the match-winning shot. That's what you said. That's what I said. And that, that lit a fire under me. And so I've got 30 feet for par in the pitch black uh, in the beautiful night. And... I, I, uh, in the darkness of the night, I grind over this putt. Um, I grind, grinded, grind, grinded, grinded. You grant, you grant, I granded, granded. I I granded over this putt. I gave it a long, hard grand, and (laughs) I strike the putt with King Midas's beautiful golden face. And I am pretty sure the whole way that it's going in. And I'm like, I, I thought it was hot is what I thought. I thought it was hot. Like it was going to be far, but I also thought there was a good chance it was going to hit the pin in my head. You know, you know, those putts when you hit it and you just immediately, you think like, that's it. It's in. Yeah. As soon as I don't feel that very often, as soon as it left my face, the putter face, I was like, I'm that's going in and it takes a peak and it goes about four and a half, five feet by. Right. Um, it was a good line. It's really hard to read these putts in the dark, but I did my best. So you've got about 25 feet for birdie and right. you, you end up coming up about, I don't know, four and a half feet short. Uh, yeah, so- I didn't. I it, it, The putt was uphill. I could tell that I didn't couldn't really like make out like the break. I f- could feel with my feet that it was right to left, but I, I needed to get it close. I'm like I can get this close, you know, to like tap in range that I win. But I don't do that. I leave it a good four and a half, maybe five feet short. And uh, it's a knee knocker. And I need to make it because, you know, if you make your putt and I miss mine, we have. And uh, we remain all square. And it's just going to be a tied major. And I did make my putt. You did. So you, you did. You made yours. Four and a half feet to win the major. I give it the best look that I can. And again, I'm kind of feeling with my feet more than I'm kind of reading the putt. And uh, I grind and grant and I granted over it, grinded, ground, uh, yeah, granded, you granted, you granted, granded, I granted over it for a bit. And uh, I, I told myself, I just need to hit it firm. If I hit it firm, um, I don't necessarily have to worry so much about break. And so that's what I did. It managed to hit the pin and drops right into the cut cup for a par. And I win the hole and the match. Congratulations to the winner Thank you. of the Agnes brought to you by Daft Punk, Norman Hall. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm, I'm doing the two hand. Uh, you shake your, your hands beside your head. I'm making that motion as I'm saying this. He's really doing the Carlton, but whatever. <laughs> I'm doing that too. Yeah. So I, again, I, it's an odd number major and I win. I've won one, three and five. You've won two and four. So um, major the, number six. 
I don't mean to be a big whiny baby, but this round, this major is under protest out of darkness. I mean, I just, I don't feel like I should be held responsible for what I did on 18. <laughs> well, it was equally dark for both of us. <laughs> well, but you have bifocals and I think that it gives you kind of like a night vision. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So, uh, it, <laughs> so you know, it was a, it was an incredible 36 hole fight. Super uh, back and forth. Well, I mean, you were up four at one point. I was up three at one point. We, we duked it out uh, over the, the first 18 on the back. It was like whole, whole, whole. Uh, I win one, you win one. That winds up happening here on the back nine here. It, you can't ask for much better drama than what we got. Uh, out of this major so even though i won and uh it was it was tough it did not come easy so congratulations to you on a match very well played sir well so fast forward um a week and i had to, to face the music and i ordered the face shield uh full polarized face shield sunglasses daft punk style the daft punk helmet of sunglasses and um we played around on this last saturday and friends i want you to know that it was very backed up that day and there were <laughs> no less than 10 dudes watching me tee off and i put on this monstrosity of a pair of glasses and i get up to the tee and i i feel pretty much immediately that my depth perception is off because they're like janky polarized, it kind of feels like you're looking through leopard spots. And <laughs> I, I hit four inches in front of the golf ball and I shank the tee shot directly into the woods, like 15 feet left. And I mean, it, it's not even a golf shot. And so I walk back in shame to the cart and I say to all the lookers on, I lost a bet. But I say this to them while they're looking at my entire face shield. <laughs> uh, so they have no idea what I look like. And I'm going to be honest. It was one of the more embarrassed feelings I've had on the golf course in a while. I re-tee. I hit a fine shot. And we get on about the day. Um, but that was, that was a pretty humbling experience. Um, you know, punishments are real. And, and they have consequences. And then I owed you a punishment from the third major. And so I had to play the par three is barefoot. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It took us a long time for that one to get paid off for whatever reason. Well, I had a stipulation of good weather because I didn't want my feet to get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so finding a nice day in Oklahoma is not very easy. Uh, it's either too hot or too cold or too wet all the time. Um, but this was a beautiful day. So I played one hole barefoot and it took so long to get my socks and shoes back on. But I think <laughs> that Norman felt sorry for me. And so uh, he didn't make me do them anymore that day. But yeah, that's true. I had a couple it of, was certainly good of, for a laugh. I had a couple of embarrassing moments. He got some photos and we'll post those to Twitter. Um, but that was the first major. Um, I'm really impressed with Norman's resolve because there was a couple of, of holes down the stretch there where I had him on the ropes and he, he did just enough or where I did not enough to, to close it. Uh, I'll have nightmares about what happened on the back of the green at 16 for the rest yeah. of my days. I'll tell my yeah. grandkids about what happened at the Agnes in 2022 um, on hole on hole 16 of the final 18. Um, I had no business winning that hole, no yeah. business winning that hole. And it kind of, that's where things, that's the difference. Uh, That's the difference. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, I, mean, I came out in clutch on 17 to tie it back up and I just 18 was too dark and too hard. And it just, I didn't hit a good shot and it put me in jail and it was all over from there. But right. I, anyway, we don't need to rehash that. I just want to uh, congratulate you on a heck of a round. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited about the next major, which uh, is coming up rather quickly. You want to give them a little teaser? Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, going to the PGA championship, uh, which we've talked about on this pod and uh, we're going to make a weekend of it. We're going to Tulsa. We're going to play one round in Tulsa. Uh, my brother's coming in from San Antonio and uh, we're going to play one round in Tulsa, go to the PGA championship. And then the following Monday, uh, we are going to finish up that major. So uh, we'll have another episode before we talk about the results of that major. Um, uh, where we'll talk about other things in the world of golf. There's a lot of exciting things to talk about there, but then we'll recap uh, major number two and we've got to determine what the stakes are for that. So there's some, uh, some discussions to be had 
uh, between now and, and now and then so that we can figure out exactly what this is going to look like. But I am looking forward to that. I will proudly uh, use the Prestige Worldwide ball marker the next time we play. And I uh, know that that's going to light a fire under you to want to win that thing back. I hope that Outback Steakhouse burns your steak. To a <laughs> I hope you get food poisoning. <laughs> anyway, um, happy birthday, Ethan. We miss you, Grace. Thanks for being a part of this episode, guys. And uh, we are excited to uh, tell you more golf stories in the near future. Yep. Looking forward to it. Again, look for photos on uh, at the Rough Life Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can see pictures of Logan uh, taking his punishment. When he buys me that steak dinner, I'll put a uh, photo of that uh, on Twitter as well for you guys to take a look at. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Look forward to talking to you again next time. Logan, talk to you later, bud. See you guys. Later. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives it?